You are listening to The Political Periscope, a weekly podcast brought to you by Radio WNET. Interviews on international politics, security, geopolitics, economy and more, every Thursday at 7 p.m. Today's interview is part of Radio WNET's project on the Bucharest 9, the countries of NATO's eastern flank. Our guest is Ben One Ardelea, member of the Chamber of Deputies of Romania. Political Periscope. Good morning. The summit of the Bucharest 9 is ahead of us. It starts this Friday. What do you expect from it? I think all the cooperation right now in the region is very important. And uh, anything that could help develop some more boundaries uh, in between our countries, I think they are very, very important to all the members uh, that are either from uh, those nine countries or from other three seas project or from some other projects. All of them are very important because right now, as we all know, we pass multiple crises in the world and those multiple crises cannot be solved only Win within dialogue, uh, cooperation, uh, support to each other, and I think those issues are very important to be at least discussed, and uh, all the debates are very welcome right now. But what should be the conclusions of the summit? I think the conclusion is to have a common front in front of the aggressions. Uh, I think uh, the conclusion of that uh, should be that we are all together in this Uh, anti-democratic, uh, anti-type uh, of uh, cooperation and peacemaking process. Uh, so my opinion is that we all uh, are eager to see a more uh, bound together in those common projects and common vision. The fact that we have common projects and a common position is obvious, but should something specific happen? Should we communicate something to the world? Yeah, very specific. I think we need to to enlarge our cooperation on economical fields. I think we have to enlarge our cooperation on university areas. And we talk about uh, uh, the Carpathian University, that I think is very important in the, for for our region. And I think uh, deployment of the troops is very important uh, north-south, which I think it's another huge project that we have to work on because we need to build more infrastructure for that. I need, uh, we need to cooperate more on intelligence area because there uh, should be a lot of communication right now in order to see what are the threats that are coming. We have to combat the disinformation, which is common everywhere actually, but uh, with different specific in every single country. So I think those are the main uh, issues that we have to uh, pretty much look into it with commissions that are specialized on every single issue in order to work uh, concrete conclusions. The perspective of looking at the war from Bucharest and Warsaw is a little different. Romania, a country on the Black Sea coast. What do you think will happen in the Black Sea in the nearest future? Uh, we uh, tried to raise the awareness of the Black Sea militarization many years ago. It's about uh, at least seven years ago when we tried to raise this awareness to the democratic uh, world and mainly to the Central and, and Western Europe. Uh, it seems that um, not many people cared about this, but after the annexation of Crimea, Romania was the first country to use the word aggression. Then the rest of the uh, states took this word and, and, and used it. But after the annexation of Crimea, is the first time in the history when Romania was bordering Russia on the Black Sea. 
uh, ever, first time ever in the history. Uh, ever since then, uh, uh, we again we we uh, were very much uh, concerned about the movements of troops with Ukraine, and we uh, told all our member states from NATO that uh, we have the lo the longest border with Ukraine, 650 kilometers of border with Ukraine. And of course, we have, as uh, Poland has, a lot of population there. We have over uh, half million uh, Romanians living in Ukraine. So all of those were points of concern for us. And of course, right now with the war, uh, it's not uh, very easy for us to know that the island of Serpents is taken by the Russian and uh, uh, be a place there to put uh, military troops and, you know, missile uh, and all sorts of uh, other uh, heavy uh, guns and uh, armaments because those things will uh, can harm Romania uh, in uh, every uh, every single minute because we are only 40 kilometers away from from that point from the island of serpents uh, more than that uh, of course uh, the the militarization of the black sea and of course the the placement of the of the bombs in the water it's a big of a concern for us because uh, it pretty much block all the the commerce on the sea right now which from the commercial point of view it's a big problem it's a big problem to get the grains from the ukraine and transport them in, a, in other places and also for us of course uh, we have to do something in order to defend our uh, border and that's why we ask for more troops and we ask for permanent troops in romania uh, from the allies and because I think we're going to need them in the near future. One of the most serious issues which is being considered globally concerns the unblocking of Ukrainian grain exports from Ukraine and the unblocking of Ukrainian ports. Do you think that's possible? It's hard to tell because the, uh, the Russians know very well what they are doing right now. They pretty much want to block Ukraine in any uh, way possible. As uh, we've seen the interview of Putin a few days ago, he knows very well that this will create a huge problem for the West and for Ukraine uh, with blocking those grains over there. So I, it's a decision that uh, it's not, in my opinion, uh, right now uh, a possibility uh, of the Ukrainians, but it's more of a decision that the Russians have to take if they will let the grains get out of the Ukrainian area, because otherwise I think it's very dangerous to uh, force uh, to bring them uh, on different other routes, because they don't have many other options. I am asking about all of this because from Globsec in Bratislava, after listening to the Prime Minister of Slovakia, I got the impression that the war may expand, and if it does, it will be onto the Black Sea. Yeah, well, right now it's a war anyway. I mean, that's the worst thing possible. Uh, and of course, uh, if they will gonna come with more troops toward Odessa, and will come towards Romania in, in this sense, that will be a huge problem. Of course, another issue that we have right now is with Moldova, and, uh, because Moldova have almost no ways of uh, defending itself. So if Moldova will going to be attacked, uh, it, it's a time of hours. Uh, for them to to have uh, uh, to have problems, but again, uh, the militarization of the Black Sea it's a huge problem for the whole region, which I think it's a good strategy of the Russians to block everything on the Black Sea, uh, in order to force the other nations to do something in this regard. Uh, but uh, again, uh, I think it's a, it's a matter of, of time that we'll find a solution in order to clear up at least our 
uh, our sea that we can transport goods through the Black Sea and through the port of Constanza. You spoke about Moldova. Should the Bucharest 9 summit make a special statement about Moldova? Should Moldova be given any security guarantees? Well, we support Moldova in the, their uh, endeavors and in, in their desire to join EU and, of course, NATO. But uh, again, the situation is not very easy. As we see, uh, it's, a, it's a state that have been uh, troubled with corruption for so many years. It's a state where uh, the changes uh, recently that were there, uh, they, they were not enough to, to produce the reforms. They, they are not in the capacity of having the money to do the, the reforms right now. But they have the desire, which is very good. Uh, I just met uh, last week with the uh, president of Moldova. She's my friend, and uh, we've been talking a little bit about the situation over there. And I think the, 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 the biggest issue right now with Moldova is that they are in the gray zone, which for Romania and Poland, that's uh, a huge release. We are not anymore in the gray zone. But being in the gray zone, I think it's not very easy right now and not very comfortable. Uh, to just have statements, I think right now uh, statements time has passed away. I mean, it's, I don't think it helps any in any way. Of course, they have our full support and they know that, and they have the full support of EU and they know that. But uh, I think we need to do more concrete thing uh, in order to help them. Moldova, Black Sea coast, east of Ukraine. To what borders do you think is the Putin's regime heading? It's hard to say because my my uh, impression from the beginning is that uh, they uh, Putin got to a no no turning point. He got to a point where it's no uh, uh, it's nothing to lose for them. Um, uh, they, 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 he crossed the red line. He crossed the, the line where he cannot say, well, this is enough, you know. I mean, uh, he could have get into negotiation before doing that, but right now I think any of the decision that he's going to take uh, will going to produce uh, harm to everyone. And uh, more complicated, I think, is that uh, he destroyed the whole infrastructure of Ukraine, almost everything. He destroyed the, the, the infrastructure of hospitals, the infrastructure of schools. He destroyed the, the roads, everything. Seven million of people from Ukraine left Ukraine right now. So I think he made the big mess in Ukraine, uh, which uh, in any regard, uh, it's a war crime, from my opinion. And uh, this aggression should not be for forgotten, forgiven by the Western world. Uh, so I think right now he's uh, he's in a way in a position to uh, to not lose anything if he goes further. This is scaring for us because he have the nuclear power. We came here through Slovakia, through Hungary, Serbia and Bulgaria, of course. And we have observed different attitudes of people towards the war. What is the attitude of Romanians? Romanians were very empathic with the refugees from Ukraine. As soon as they stepped in, we uh, all uh, tried to help and we all tried to feed them, to house them, to take care of their needs. Uh, Romania is in a different position than Poland, for example, to make this comparison, because uh, most of them that came over here, uh, almost 2 million uh, people, there were only about 150,000 that st still are in Romania right now, compared to Poland where you have almost 2 million there uh, out of 3.5 million that passed your borders. 
So we are in a better position in one one sense. But on the other sense, if you look at the pressure on Romania uh, and on all the eastern coast, on all the eastern eastern uh, flank, uh, there is a huge economical pressure. Uh, the inflation is very high. As as much as you get closer to Ukraine. Uh, the uh, to the world, the inflation is higher than compared to the western uh, part of Europe. Uh, there is uh, almost uh, no investment coming in because you don't invest at the border of uh, there. Uh, there is uh, all sorts of other issues that comes up, you know, like with the transport of different goods and you know the delivery uh, of different goods. So there are many, many other economical issues that I can um, enumerate here. But again, uh, I think it's a problem for us because we are bordering right now the war in a way or another. So this bordering the war thing, it puts us in, not in a very good position. And how about Romania's energy security? Energy is a big, huge issue for the whole Europe and for the whole world right now. But at least for Romania, because uh, unfortunately Romania could become Uh, self-sufficient energetically a few years ago uh, but because of so many issues in my opinion some of them they are justified some they are not justified like the green deal issues and uh, climate change and things like that that force a lot of uh, production and energy uh, sectors in Romania to be closed at least in the mining sector Uh, because of that, right now, Romania is still depending, not at a very high level, and we only are missing about 17% of, uh, of uh, gas from Russia, but uh, we are, in, in the other way, we are uh, doing pretty well compared with some other countries in the Western Europe. But energy costs are very huge, and they produce in chain a lot of uh, cost for different uh, companies. Finally, there is also a question about Poland-Romania relations. But before I ask this question, did the attitude of Poles after February 24th made an impression on Romanians and on you? Polish have done great things, at least in the regard of the war. Uh, I think on the on the east flank, it was Romania and Poland that kind of. Uh, did all the the burden, you know, all the all the hard work, you know, because the other countries were more relaxed in a way or another. But uh, uh, the Polish um, took a very strong stand, at least on the defense area, as we also did. And uh, we were the main two hubs of uh, helping the Ukrainians uh, in this uh, in this war, you know. And I think it's very important. So that's why uh, our cooperation is very important to us and. Uh, Uh, in my opinion, uh, due to the security uh, uh, settings in the region, uh, right now Romania and Poland they are the only two countries in the eastern flank they are very uh, responsible and you can count on them. How would you define Polish-Romanian relations? It's very good, it's excellent. It's excellent. Thank you very much for this short conversation. Thank you, thank you too, appreciate it. This was The Political Periscope. The podcast is released every Thursday at 7 p.m.